This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I think it's okay to bomb a hospital where children... Rashida Tlaib lying yesterday in front of a whole bunch of folks. This has to do with the hospital bombing, and apparently uh, she's thinking that it was Israel. And here's why she thinks that. Because the New York Times, the Associated Press, ran with this stuff in some of the headlines, uh, trying to leave no doubt when there was a lot of doubt about this. And I bring this up yesterday. Brian Hansen, who is the star of the Gary Nolan Show, weekday mornings, 9 o'clock here on the radio station, Brian says to me, he says, man, did you see what the New York Times headline was? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, I know. It's kind of old news. But apparently the new thing is definitive proof that it was not Israel and people like Rashida Tlaib knowing it and then going at it and repeating these debunked claims. And I don't know who I fault more. And I, I would like to believe that Rashida Tlaib, she knew. Um, she knew that it was false. And here, she had to have known. Yeah. And here's why I say that. It's not because I dislike her or dislike her politics or her personally because of what she believes and does, but um, because it's consistent with the other things that she has said. She has said, hey, Israel was attacked, I know, but they, should, they shouldn't be protecting themselves. They shouldn't be um, doing that. Dan Moskowitz, excuse me, Jared Moskowitz, Democrat, Congressman, Florida, who, by the way, served in the military. He is on the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee. He's slamming probably the media more than Rashida Tlaib. Uh, Tlaib wrote, your war and your destruction only approach, and this is to Biden, by the way, who is over in Israel, your war and your destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslims, Americans like me, we will remember where you stood. I think people will remember where Rashida Tlaib uh, stood. So the White House and Biden here, here I've spent the past since January 20th of 2021 talking about how much Joe Biden lies. And every day, we, we most days, we play his lies and highlight those. And it's not to pick on the guy. It's just to, to draw the line from point A to point B and why he's so dangerous for America. But Biden saying yesterday, yeah, this was not Israel. Now, all of a sudden, I believe the guy. <laughs> Does that make me a hypocrite? Only when it's convenient, John. A little wishy-washy there. A little wishy-washy. Now Joe's telling the truth because it's something I agree with. Quick traffic note. Moberly area, uh, apparently uh, 63. A couple of texts that we are getting. uh, Accident 63 headed south. So 63 headed south, apparently at a standstill. Route M uh, and uh, Rennick, Route 63. So we're keeping an eye on that for you. So, yeah, so now all of a sudden I'm, I'm putting some stock in what, uh, in what President Magoo says because, uh, because he agrees with, with what I'm saying. And he's addressing the nation tonight, I think. Are you going to watch? Uh, I would like to. I'm going to be at a big couple of big events in Jefferson City tonight. <laughs> a couple of is big events. A, is that a humble brag? Uh, well, it's uh, Stephanie's doing a thing, so I'm going there for that. Yeah, and we've got the annual YMCA auction supporting the local YMCA. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah, and the YMCA. That's a big, that's a big deal. They do mm-hmm. a great, yeah, great job. It's pretty big deal, and they've done some incredible work over the years. And then before that, Chamber Connections in, um, in Jefferson City is happening. So, when when uh, I'm at this important event for Stephanie, I'll be over here on my phone just like I did at the Zonta event, going on. <laughs> making faces. That, and it's I was not to say that's not all you did at the Zonta event. <laughs> Mugging for the camera. <laughs> and it's not for me; it's for the YMCA. But um, but I'm excited you're going to be able to attend. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that actually the Southern Boone Y is part of that Jefferson City Y, yes. and so I mean, just a huge project for uh, Ashland community. Um, something that you know we didn't have before. And I mean, I drive by 
every morning, the place is packed. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, people ask me, how do you, how do you wake up so early? And I'm like, what I get to do is fun. How do all those people who are at the gym at, you know, are really, really early in the morning, how do they do that every morning? But, um, you know, it's, it's such a needed and an important resource for folks to stay healthy. And I've been really thankful for all the work of the YMCA. And the YMCA in Ashland too. That's a very impressive facility. What I like about that it was just, it was a lot of community coming together mm-hmm. to help make uh, to help make that um, happen. Welcome to the show, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you. There's John Marsh. Do we need to spend any time talking about the House Speaker thing? I mean, we could, okay. just, re- we, we could just replay what we said yesterday, <laughs> I think. I, I have which, heard... Which House Speaker, U.S. or Missouri? <laughs> right. We've heard, um, we've heard more uh, calls, I think, in the last 24 hours for this Patrick McHenry mm-hmm. side plan of elevating him or giving him more power but we kind of we heard from mark alford yesterday on our show that he is not in favor of that and it didn't sound like it was really popular among his colleagues either but you know they're running popular they're running out of options you know uh, when it it really is and he he was very frustrated alford yesterday during the show um to the point where he called he said they look like i believe he said look like idiots um (laughs) i believe that's what he said i mean that, that that's pretty powerful but uh, not too shabby for a freshman lawmaker, no, by the way. Points. No, exactly. The debate reminds me of Washington. There was a song Stephanie may remember. It. The song was called "Linger." Do you have to let it linger? It was from the Cranberries, and it was a great <laughs> song. When I think of Dolores and the Cranberries singing the song "Do you have to let it linger," I think of this speaker debate. It continues to go on and on and on. And it's, it's, it doesn't. Are you thinking the same thing I'm thinking, <laughs> Stephanie? Because of the word "linger." It no, I'm seem, not. It doesn't seem to. I mean, Just it doesn't. Brian seem... Houseworth quoting the Cranberries wasn't on my bingo card for this morning. <laughs> I thought they were a great group, <laughs> but uh, they, they were very, very underrated. But <laughs> without question. But when I think of that song, I think of what's going on in Washington. Uh, as far as the Speaker of the Missouri House, you referenced that, John. Yeah. There was a report, by the way, that his chief of staff um, is not there, employed anymore, and apparently he's been hired by the senator, Senate President Pro Tem of Columbia. Columbia based on reports out of, out of Jeff City. Uh, uh, John, what do you know about this story regarding uh, Dean Plocker? Yeah, this is a deal where he uh, he said he fired his chief of staff, and that's Kenny Ross, who's been there, as Brian knows, for a long time. Yep. The last three speakers, Richardson and Elijah Har and Rob Viscovo. And uh, this is all with the allegations that have been floating around that were made by the chief clerk of the House of potentially illegal conduct by Plocker and his staff for wanting to spend shoot almost a million bucks on a private company to manage what was called constituent information but but it yeah it sounds like uh Caleb Browden has now hired uh Kenny Kenny Ross for his team correct it, that's absolutely correct based on Senator Rowden's tweets and also based on former speaker Elijah Har and Senator Travis Fitzwater's tweets they're praising that so that's all John that we really know about that at this point uh, about about that Ken, but Kenny Ross is employed now by the president pro tem uh, and then Bl- Plock, of course, running for lieutenant mm-hmm. uh, governor. Yes. Holly Rader also in that uh, in that race. A little bit later this morning, might look at campaign finance numbers. Does, uh, does money in your uh, in the campaign bank account does that always mean victory? Does it, it doesn't always mean victory? No money in your campaign account probably always means <laughs> defeat. Uh, now the national House Speaker. Total number of votes cast is 432, of which the Honorable Jim Jordan of the state of Ohio has received 200 votes. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 212 votes. 
right, well, good times. <laughs> Joining me now, Republican Congressman from Florida, Carlos Jimenez. Uh, I think it's a great explanation, and I, I know people are, well, you're standing on principles. and uh, What's and, the majority needed? 217, isn't it? 17, uh, yeah. and a Democrat garnering more votes right now. <laughs> Uh, because before, so we know that, you know, the votes, uh, Scalise didn't have them and, uh, and Hakeem Jeffries was getting a good number of votes. Now Hakeem Jeffries is getting more, more votes than any Republican. And so my reaction is kind of like, I just want to sit back and go, well done, nicely done. Good work. Um, cause people talk about principles. What about the principle of. You know, doing the people's work and comprom- compromising sucks. I want what I want every time I want it, right? I do. And man, because of my ego, when I have to compromise, and I'm getting better at it. Uh, and I've learned a lot from it. What? <laughs> Dude, come on. Give me some credit here. <laughs> um, Steph, you too. Give me some credit here, man. Um, but what? No. Crickets. <laughs> I haven't known you for as long as Hannah has known you. That's a good point. Um, But, you know, isn't there some principles in the compromising sometimes, too? You don't always get everything uh, that you want. I don't want to be wishy-washy here. I think Speaker of the House should be Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gaetz. Put one of them up there. No, thank you. Why not? (laughs) I'm kidding. It's a facetious question. Don't answer that. Mark Alford. You know, uh, why not? I mean, why, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they consider someone who like doesn't have all the baggage or the, you know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, silly Stephanie, that's not how politics works. <laughs> I know. But at this point, I mean, pick someone who, you know, isn't necessarily to everybody. Yeah. And who's not, you know, necessarily got all these future ambitions and everything else right away. And just, you know, just say, hey, look, we're just going to pick this this one person you know joe exotic in knowing that maybe he's not going to do it forever but just like to get us through the next little bit uh because in the budget uh (laughs) that's i wonder what happens there uh and then who would be president of the united states let's say joe dies in the next few days and then for some reason kamala dies the president the next in line is speaker of the house right Mm -hmm. Uh so is it the bow tie dude from um is it uh mckenry is does he become president i think technically the speaker is vacant so it would be it would go over to the senate man uh mark says the speaker selection is going to hang around like a student loan i think they should just rock paper scissors Uh, why not at this point would it make that stage isn't it seriously not even trying to be funny why not just pick somebody Get something done. Just pick somebody. Back to the name of the former president who's, who was much mentioned. Why not? Let's not pick him, Speaking please. of student loans, have I whined enough about having to make my first loan payment? You yes. have not. <laughs> I'm getting conflicting uh, answers here. Go ahead. Well, I had to make my first you know, student loan payment right after my wedding, which is <clears throat> fun timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had enrolled in the auto debit program where they're just supposed to pull it out of your bank account and it didn't work Uh oh so i was two i was two days late on my first <laughs> oh no well done uh, nice. i know way what? to stick it to the government right <laughs> aren't you trying to buy a car too you got to be those student loans will get your credit score is it oh, i'm aware i'm so aware anybody in the market for car i know you're in the market for a car oh I'm, i bought one 
last to, week. Because one of the things I want to cover this morning, there's some interesting news regarding not electric vehicles. You want to buy an electric vehicle? Go oh, ahead. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. But when the government is in effect trying to funnel you, forcing you into buying one, it causes problems. GM and Ford uh, are starting to see some problems. Some of the stories we're going to be covering this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready for the daily DC rundown five minutes from now. We're learning more about our friend with all of his gold bars stuffed in his jacket. It's coming up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Heard on Capitol Hill. Makes me wonder if on the Senate floor, folks going, you know that uh, um, uh, Fetterman, he's a smart dude. We better pay attention to what he's saying. That's getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. I mean, they never expelled Santos. I still kind of wonder how that guy survived with all the lies. Um, but Fetterman is calling on uh, them to expel Menendez. We are learning more. Not only, you know, they amended the in- indictment originally. They indicted him, I think, for just taking all of the cash and the gold bars and the car and all this. And now they're actually, um, the amendment uh, alleges that he uh, was an agent of the Egyptian government. Um, a bunch of people are named along with him. Um, and so uh, a, a, the, some of the co-defendants showed up yesterday and pled not guilty. That's including his poor wife named Nadine. She was apparently also in on it or, yeah. or allegedly in on it. And we're learning some interesting history. Apparently, she may have gotten some favoritism. She, uh, I think she had, I think she killed a dude in her car one time. Oh, and, I did hear that. Yeah, and the cops were like, eh, we're not going to test you for DUI or anything. And remember, his uh, when he was on that uh, Foreign Relations Committee, guess who else had that position back in the day? Senator Joe Biden. Guess who else has been accused of taking money from foreign governments through his son? Joe Biden. I think all of that is fascinating. Yeah, this businessman who's also been charged, I guess, has an ankle bracelet, and he was whining to the judge yesterday because the ankle bracelet was uncomfortable, and the judge was like, no. (laughs) Being charged Uh, with the crime is hard. Yeah, it was painful, and so he said he wasn't going to flee, and the the judge was like, no, you're too connected to Egypt. You're going to keep the ankle bracelet on. And I wonder what that's like, because you talk about George Santos and now Menendez. Um, the thing that's happened with Santos facing some pretty serious charges. You've got Menendez facing some really dark charges, I think. Um, like, what is that like around your colleagues? You know, besides what's happening in the national news, but you still showing up to work every day. I would think that's got to be almost lonely because I'm guessing, and I don't know. I'm guessing, like, a lot of people ain't coming up. Hey, George, how you doing today? You want to go? I'm guessing that doesn't happen. Well, and remember in 2022 when people wouldn't even, like, get on the same stage with Biden because they didn't want the photograph? I suspect people are like, you know, there's a bubble. Like, don't I don't even want to be photographed with this guy right now. That dude was hiding uh, gold bars in his closet and some clothes, man. Don't, don't get photos with that dude. It's not good. Well, at the same time, um, we're seeing the conflict in the Middle East. We are learning that Russia and North Korea are... Uh, tightening their ties. The foreign ministers had met. Um, the U.S. recently uh, reported that the uh, North Korea had transferred weapons to Russia to boost its capabilities. Um, the uh, Russian foreign minister thanked North Korea for its strong support of Russia. Uh, Russia's war on Ukraine. So that's not great. Uh, there's a story out of St. Louis that apparently folks that were hiring like outside IT uh, sources were inadvertently um, funding North Korea because it had to do with China's story we're going to cover later. But again, we talk about why these things on a national scale matter. Man, it matters. It really does. Well, and uh, we know a lot of people who support Trump ended up arrested in the last couple of years. Um, another person who's a Trump supporter got arrested apparently yesterday. 
Uh, there was a lady in uh, Trump's civil fraud trial, which we've seen some on the television. Uh, apparently, she was a court em- court system employee. She showed up. Um, some folks say she was yelling out from the back that she wanted to help Trump. Um, apparently, once they escorted her out of the courtroom, um, she was yelling and saying to the court officers, you're scaring me. I have a right to be here. I'm a citizen. I'm a court employee. I'm just here to help Donald Trump. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. People that travel through, it's better to have this than not have it. That's Larry Doyle, uh, tax, uh, excuse me, he's the Kingdom City manager talking about the weed tax. Now, that was some time ago, but we bring that up because now there's some lawsuits. And this was a big thing even as weed, recreation weed, or let me be more politically correct. Apparently, folks that ingest the weed, um, they prefer that you call it cannabis. It's not weed. It's not pot. It's cannabis. I get it. Whatever gets you to drop the word the from in front of it, I'm <laughs> game for. Uh, anyhow, so now the issue is um, is taxing. So, you know, there's a state tax on it. Marijuana prices rose now October 1st. is just a couple of weeks ago. New local taxes taking uh, effect. Constitutional amendment that legalized recreational cannabis included 6% statewide tax. And it authorized local governments to charge a sales tax of up to 3%. But the question now is, okay, local governments, does that mean the city? Does it mean the county? In places that love their taxes, for example, Boone County, it means both. And that's an issue. I Same think, for Cole County is mm-hmm. Jefferson City. Yeah, and I think every, I, I don't know one political subdivision that didn't vote on this in the last year. I mean, and I think it, it I think there might have been one in the entire state where it didn't pass. But I think almost every place it went on the ballot to be taxed, it passed. And so we talk about talked about like here it might not be that big a deal but in the article it's talking about someone in fluorescent and they're saying hey you know the regular tax rate would be 8.9 basically um and then you add the three and then you stack the three on top of it now you're looking (laughs) at 15 percent on your marijuana um and people are on obviously the stores are unhappy and where you really (laughs) see it and i think (laughs) are the stores saying that the taxes are too high well done (laughs) thank you Um, But so here, I I think we see less of a problem. But in St. Louis, a lot of these, you know, you can drive across the line from the county to the city. And some of these um, businesses are located rather closely. So if you've got someone, you know, within a couple miles of you and you've got 6% and they've got 3%, obviously that puts you at a disadvantage. And that's where um, these lawsuits, I think, are coming out of the city. Well, look at at Boone County and Cole County. I mean, there's already the 6%. Missouri tax, and you know, if the taxes stay stacked, what do you add up? It comes out like 18% taxes on it. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I assume, I don't know people's habits, and I don't have a habit, so I assume you're not like buying marijuana every day, um, and so like, you know, I'm in Jefferson City and Columbia a lot, so, you know, I could just stock up when I'm in the one that is, you know, the, the better tax for Call me. your friends. Hey, I'm at the weed store, but I'm at the one outside of the city limits. What y'all? <laughs> what y'all uh, need? It's wake up, mid Missouri. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning, Steph. Good morning, producer Hannah. Hello, Mr. Marsh is here. Yes, sir. My name is Brandon Rather. This is interesting. Interesting because I've asked um, people because a lot of folks say, "Well, you know, it was just really it was Jackson County and St. Louis City that passed legalized, and Boone County that passed um, legalized recreational." Um, Weed, but the, there's almost like this dichotomy that I hear from people um, because there's still a lot of mostly old school conservatives that just 
are still freaked out at the idea that weed is legal. And I think it's because people like me, I watched that movie Reefer Madness in the eighth grade on the old reel to reel in Mrs. Turner. There it class. is. There it is. Reefer Madness. And so all these people grew in this bunch of older lawmakers, uh, too, that think, you know, weed is evil and it's all this. And as a matter of fact, Randy Tobler hosts the Tobler Show weekdays, four o'clock here. We disagree um, about the weed thing. But it's interesting because there's a lot of the conservatives that I talk to that are like, well, it shouldn't be legal in, in, in the first place. But then they're also against any kind of more taxation. But these conservatives that hate the idea that weed is legal, they're all about taxing it more oh, <laughs> because sure. they hate it. And I'm like, okay, I respect it. But how do you get your head uh, around that lesser of two evils? I remember when we talked when they were doing that, doing the whole vote when it ended up on the ballot everywhere from Fulton to Ashland, like Steph said and all. And I remember, I think it was the city attorney in Jefferson City said, well, if the taxes come in, they could probably bring in $150,000 a year. Oh, the, it, it, the revenue is insane. And, of course, like uh, what we know from what the state has told us already is the projections on just the sales and this, and um, even from medical were way higher than they had originally anticipated. So I would think for some communities it could be pretty impactful. Well, you ever full. Yeah, you ever driven by one of the local dispensaries in the middle of the day? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so when it first when it first went online back in uh, February, and it got into March, um, like I would notice, and it's not just the the cars in the drive through that were stacked up. You'd think like it was a coffee place or something on a Sunday morning. Those lines are constantly packed. And here's the other thing: I stereotype sometimes because it works a lot of times. But the cars and the people I would see in the cars, they're not what I would, you know, stereotype as people who ingest recreational weed. I'm like, no Volkswagen buses in the <laughs> in the drive through huh? No, I'm talking like really nice SUVs and cars and, you know, professional looking people. And I've, and I've often wondered, like, is that, is it people that, because I don't think this has happened and I could be wrong. I don't know. But people that never smoked it just because, or never ingested it, that never did it, and you would say, how come? Well, because it's illegal. That's why I've never done it. And those people, now that it's legal, they're going, hmm, I'm going to give this a try. Or is it people, you know, hey, they putzed around when they were on campus for a little bit, getting high, and that was fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, they grew up, they got married, started paying off student loans and buying cars and being responsible adults and thought, you know, uh, weed does not fit into this lifestyle. I'm going to quit. You see a lot of older folks in the drive through lines, too. Yeah, that's, uh, I find it um, fascinating. Tom says, uh, via tax, 874-9390. And then nobody can figure out why there is still a black market for it. Because if the taxes, as Hannah says, the tax is too damn high and it makes the weed cost too high, then why not? And I don't, and I don't know if it's cheaper on the streets. I don't know. Can you even buy it on the street? Is that something now that it's legal? <laughs> you look at me like that. <laughs> I'm the last person. <laughs> he meant in Ashland specifically, yeah. I think, is what he was getting. Yeah, probably in the room, you're the last person. I should. It's a tie between you and Hannah, I think. Of course, Hannah's young. She just got off a of college campus a couple of years ago. But yeah, you two would be the last in the room. But I would say, I mean, it is not who, like, you know, who a lot of people would expect. I mean, I've seen it on the golf course. I've seen it among, mm -hmm. you know, people my age and moms. Where else I, have we seen it? And it, smelled at the it. parade, at the parade you know, last you guys so, need to stop. But I think, <laughs> but but I think the tax, you know, thing. It you know, and then the question is who. 
who wins, right? Um, like, does the county get it or does the city get it? Right now, the lawsuit is saying the city, you know, if you're in an incorporated city where the county and the city has passed it, then the city would, I think, take the tax for any incorporated areas. And I think the idea, too, was that, um, I, I mean, I think in, in my mind on the local side, the idea was... You know, maybe the mayor and what we've heard from our local law enforcement officers was it wasn't a big deal, um, but mm -hmm. that p potentially there could be, you know, more uh, costs for enforcement. And, you know, they've got to monitor something now that they weren't monitoring before. So, hey, here's you know, you can put in this tax and it might um, help you for, you know, some local governments who are having to permit or, you know, uh, work through the opening of these new businesses. You know, it can help um, offset those costs. Um, but We'll I think Columbia a, said with their tax, if I recall back when the Columbia voters voted on it, they said it would be earmarked for expungement of folks with marijuana convictions. Um, a couple of months ago, John Marsh and I, we were uh, judges for the big rib cook-off in Jefferson City, and I spoke with Lieutenant Dave Williams. When I get a chance, I'd like to ask folks in local law enforcement, hey, now that weed has been legal, excuse me, now that cannabis has been legal. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, now that cannabis has been legal, are, are you seeing problems, you know, as far as driving under the influence, things like that. And the answer I consistently get is it's the only problems we're seeing is with people it was problems with uh, before. So in other words, and like, people behind the wheel, we heard from a retired uh, law enforcement officer said when he was riding his motorcycle recently, every car he passed seemed like smelled like a pot farm as he drove by. Are you guys mentally preparing yourself for Saturday's parade? <laughs> are you going to be caught off guard again? Stephanie, go. somebody smoking marijuana. Gosh dang it. On a college campus. <laughs> and it's legal, even though you're not supposed to be doing it. Uh, and the guys from 315 have been hanging out with us at our Tiger Tailgate. Yeah, they so. have. <laughs> Get your free passes for the Tiger Tailgate. You can go to places like a whole bunch of places around Midmo. you can go. You can go to 315 Primo Cannabis, actually. Good Day Farm, both in Columbia. Um, in Jefferson, those places you can go in Columbia, you can go to Von Pools and Spas in Jefferson City, also Lutz's Barbecue, and then in Lynn, you can go to Casper's, people like High V Echo Water Systems, Twain Barbecue and Tap Room, Buffalo Wild Wings, Bud Light, High Noon, all helping us out two hours prior to kickoff of a sold-out homecoming game. We're going to feed you and uh, and drink you. should be a really, really good time. Well, and we can't get off the topic of marijuana without saying that the state tax goes to veterans. And so far since 2019, I think um, the state has uh, sent approximately, what, $100 million? Um, and this article is in... This was in, yeah, May of 2023. So a lot of money going to veterans programs from the state tax and from the legalization. Jack Cardetti is uh, quoted by the Missouri uh, Independent. He's a spokesman for the uh, for one of the groups that recommends, I think it's the Missouri Cannabis Trade Association. Missourians are spending about $100 million a month. $100 million a month on recreational wow. weed. Sounds, that sounds like the price of it's kind of inflated when oh. you start crunching the numbers. It is. Bit. Okay, and I, I think I should fact check myself. I think we've raised $100 million in taxes, but I think it's split. So they do pay the operational costs at DHSS. So I think maybe $30 million officially has gone to the Veterans Commission. Um, but, you know, they pay for the operations, and then I think they're sweeping more over. Um, but obviously going, okay, so, so far... 
I'm fact checking myself. Twenty seven million to support veterans, um, a total of a hundred million raised. But twenty seven million is huge. And we talked to folks like our local rep, uh, state representative Dave Griffith, and all the programs um, that I'm sure he would like to fund. Yeah. Um, that you know this will be helping going forward. Group of local veterans went down there. There's a big like a, a replica of the wall uh, in Perryville. It's a dude's private farm. As a matter of fact, I get to have some. I uh, had lunch in Hannah, producer Hannah's hometown. <laughs> And you, you ran into some folks that I know. So here's the number one. I'm hanging <laughs> out. I'm hanging out in producer Hannah's. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Off by 58, the Nasdaq falling 219. Stuff, keep an eye on your futures for you. Coming up at 825 in the morning. Bell business news with a little twist. This might be worth uh, mentioning, too. You know, somebody has texted us a picture. Gas 302 a gallon at Missouri uh, River Tire Company, apparently. Uh, in uh, Boonville. So again, and I'll go hypocritical here. Boonville always gets the cheap gas. Yeah. Yeah. And it I'm is jealous. <laughs> it is going down. Um, but if we blame Biden, and, and we, we can still lame blame directly at the feet of Biden for gas being so expensive. Um, but then when it goes down, they say, well, <laughs> that's Biden too. <laughs> nope. Coming up. As a matter of fact, um, uh, man, shame on the media. Disheartening and dangerous, their reports about this Israel bombing this hospital in Gaza. Uh, the White House and Biden is saying that is simply um, not true. But people like Rashida Tlaib running with it. And I'm sure you know by now we still have no Speaker of the House. Matter of fact, uh, one Republican on Fox last night saying, Hakeem Jeffries, not only is he coming in. So it was he was coming in a, in second place. He got more votes. Hakeem Jeffries got more votes than Jim Jordan. I don't think Hakeem Jeffries is going to be elected Speaker of the House. But I also didn't think we would be here where we are now. And apparently there is some consensus that Jim Jordan will get even fewer votes. We talk about how polls, you know, show some momentum. And I, you know, the consensus was if he picks up a couple votes, then we're moving in the right direction. And yesterday we were... Definitely moving in the wrong direction. Going down, just like gas prices. Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah, I am Brandon Rather. Yesterday, we got to have some, uh, it's, it's a group of guys, they call themselves the Dirty Half Dozen. And that's in reference, there's an old movie, I think Lee Marvin was in it, called The Dirty Dozen. But these guys are veterans, they served our country very well, Vietnam. We've met them through the Central Missouri Honor Flight, which uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, huge supporters of. Zimmer Radio Group, big supporters of what these folks uh, what these folks do. And once in a while, they go out and they have lunch every month. And once in a while, they invite me to tag along. And yesterday, they said, are going to go to the round table in Centralia? Centralia, producer Hannah's hometown. So I walked into the restaurant yesterday, and the thing that I heard was, hey, and I could see people were kind of looking at me. So two things happened. Number one, I ran into producer Hannah's grandma, one of her grandmas, uh, who I got to meet Saturday uh, at Hannah's wedding. By the way, Hannah's posted pictures of her wedding on the Wake Up Mid-Missouri Facebook page. Yeah, we got sneak peeks back from the photographer yesterday. Beautiful. Thank you. Be no, the photographer did a beautiful. Oh. <laughs> no, they, they the photographer did it. They are stunning. If you have not seen those yet, please check out Dear Sweet Hand on the Wake Up Mid Missouri Facebook page. Met her grandma, and uh, I told her like I could party with this woman. Like she is cool. I see where producer Hannah gets it from, and Hannah's mom is really cool too. Like y'all are just alike, and it's really really cool. Uh, but so I'm talking to them, and here's the thing that I heard. Uh, People going, hey, aren't you 
Are you? Are you the guy that works with producer Hannah? Oh, whatever. <laughs> That's what happened. Whatever. In Centralia uh, yesterday. Closing the checkbook on universities over anti-Semitism. We'll cover that a little bit after 7 o'clock. And being in the limelight is not always cool. In other words, being um, being these celebrities, you know, everybody thinks being a celebrity is really cool. And it's not always, I would guess. I don't think it always is. Well, Travis Kelsey apparently lives in like a regular old neighborhood, like a nice house, but not a gated community. Just like, and people have kind of been stalking him and on Taylor watch in his neighborhood. And apparently his, I've heard that his neighbors don't really appreciate that. And he <laughs> certainly uh, doesn't appreciate that. And now uh, being in the limelight, apparently he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go uh, buy a mansion uh, for a little bit of privacy. So yesterday, t- and I was trying to fact check this because I'm like, no, he didn't do it. He didn't have a girlfriend for a month and buy a $6 million mansion uh, just to get away. And um, TMZ is saying that he did. Uh, his new mansion has a mini golf course and a waterfall and a swimming pool. Ooh. And I'm thinking, you know, but $6 million. So does he think he's going to get with Taylor and then like six, he'll have all her millions. And so $6 million's no big deal. Was he going to upgrade anyway? I have so many questions. Is this podcast doing that well? Combined assets, honey. Yours happen to be more than mine, but combined assets. If you were dating a guy for a month and he bought a new mansion. Weird. <laughs> The Randy Tobler Show. OBGYNs have to, you know, mark the site of it. So it, it came to do that after the rule was passed with the first C-section after that rule. They said, doctor, you must mark the spot. I said, I'm not doing it. I mean, we won that battle. We all, a bunch of us, you know, said, do you guys have medical degrees? Do you have administrative degrees? There's a bunch of med doctors and a bunch of PhDs and a bunch of people with doctorates running hospitals making us do that. And we said, nope, not going to do it. The Randy Tobler Show, weekdays 4 to 6 on 93.9 The Eagle. You're out to eat and want a salad. Do you prefer that they bring you one already made, or do you like to go to the salad bar so you can create your own? That's what it's like with Hemi Construction. Our menu of homes is full of delicious options in desirable neighborhoods. 100% move-in ready, fully custom, or semi-custom, where you get to pick out paint, flooring, and more. Jeff, alongside his sons, Ori and Noah, the sixth generation of Hemi builders, are ready to be your perfect pick. Yeah, it's a Hemi! HemiConstruction.com In baseball and softball, switch hitting is hard. And just as difficult is switching banks or switching insurance companies. But you know what shouldn't be hard? Switching from smoking to vaping. You can do that pretty easily with the team at Como Vapor. There aren't really any questions they can't answer. And the best part is they'll get you hooked up with the exact products you'll need to start your journey towards non-smoking. Switching insurance? Terrible. Switching to vaping is not. Como Vapor. Oh. Analysis Opinion.